With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a podcast called 25 Whistles, talking basketball, and they all wear a whistle, yeah, it's stupid, but what did you expect? It's a podcast called 25 Whistles. 25 Whistles. Brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the DraftKings app and use the code BOBBYSPORTS to get on the action. Anybody bring that whistle? Oh, no. I know, I know. The show doesn't count if we don't whistle. <laughs> Amateur hour. Okay, Mike has one. Oh, oh my, my goodness. God! I don't have to do it that often. Okay. Ah. Uh, okay. Welcome. Hey, uh, we throw my microphone up just a little bit. I think that might have blown my ears, and I can't hear me at all. <laughs> or I just need a little more mic volume. But welcome again. Brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the DraftKings app and use the code Bobby Sports to get in on the action. I, you know, I I forgot I was wearing this on my head. I can't look. I at need you. to address <laughs> if you're watching right now. So I have longer hair, very curly hair now, and. We're leaving to go to the game in a little bit. So we're going to fly to Las Vegas. So I had to wash my hair. And washing my hair is a process. And no offense to you two fine gentlemen. We don't Kevin have and producer Eddie. Mm, You don't okay. have long curly hair is my point. No, we don't have any hair. But I didn't say that, but you don't have long curly hair. And so to get it to dry quick, I had to I wear my wife's. <laughs> Dude, I've never. I've, how long have I known you? I've known you for a very long, long time. I've never seen you dry your hair like this. Well, I only have to when it's long and curly, and I'm in a hurry. <laughs> I no, can't but I use knew a towel you when you had your little curly. Yeah, how many times did you watch me dry my hair? None. Never. Right. I can't use a towel because it frizzes up the hair, loses the curl. <laughs> this is ridiculous. So I have on what it looks like when that old lady puts a towel and wraps it on her head. <laughs> yes. It's a very small one, but it, the the cloth is made of something that doesn't frizz out your hair. And what's with the purple suede thing? It's just my purple sweatshirt. I wore. Oh, I wore I, it before. I thought it was a whole thing. No, I just have worn this shirt before a couple times. Okay. It's loose too. So I'm going to go fly. <laughs> you look like a fortune teller. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? That's, that's, yeah, I, shall, <laughs> I shall crystal ball the NCAA tournament. I really thought that was going to be a bit. I'm like, oh, God. Michigan <laughs> State. You shall beat Kansas State. Alabama. <laughs> the little jewel sparkles in the front. <laughs> Alabama, I shall bet money line for you. So I will be pulling it off the next few minutes. Okay. And so that's it. That's what it is. I'm I used to it now. I forgot it was on, and then everybody keeps coming and going, what's on your head? <laughs> but that's what's up. So we are here. We're going to do the tittle-tattle, and then I'm pulling this off my head. Aaron Torres coming up in a little bit, too. We'll talk college basketball with him. We'll get into... 
I mean, a lot of even OBJ stuff where now he's, you know, reverse course and he, hey, $20 million. I don't even want that. Uh, what oh, are you talking boy. about? I don't, know, I don't know. So we have a lot to talk about today, but let's go over to the tittle tattle. It's time for the stupidest name ever. It's the tittle tattle with Kickoff Kevin. Hello, Kevin. Hello there. What do you got? Do you think the hiring of Rick Pitino will get St. John's back to the promised land like they once were? It's weird. I don't remember St. John's being great. Mm-mm, it has never. to. When was St. John's good? No, I should say, when was St. John's really good? Obviously, it's a basketball school. I think the 80s, they were big, probably early 90s. And so there's a fan base that's older that still remembers the good old days, obviously. But it's going to be hard to launch anything that was really good in the 80s and 90s back to prominence with a single coaching hire. Also, in the 80s and 90s, you could cheat. And not everybody cheated. Everybody cheats now. It's called NIL. Mm -hmm. It's not even cheating, but you can cheat at actually what's allowed as well. Meaning you can follow the rules and you can do NILs and you can also slide in some extras as well. Um, when you look at St. John's, and if you might pull that out for me, Mike, in a few minutes, I think Rick Pitino's 70 years old. He could die any minute. <laughs> he won't. Oh, yeah, let's hope not. But he's old. Yeah. He's not 35 years old. He's not Tobin no, at FDU. He's not Tobin. Right? And Nobody's we'll get to him Tobin. later. You want <laughs> But, you know, he's 70 and he signed a six-year deal. I think the bet is, does he fulfill the six-year deal not performance-related? That's my biggest question. Right. So I like the hire. I think it's a splash. In a college basketball, it's about a splash. It's about getting recruits to even give you the time of day and then getting recruits to go, okay, we've given you the time of day. What can you do? Patino's going to find a way to make sure that these kids get what they need as far as, like, money. Mm -hmm. Kids want to be paid now. It's NIL land. So I do think he will help them in that TV will cover them a little more. There'll be more eyeballs on him. He's obviously a good coach. He turned Iona into a respectable program. So yes, it'll be good, but I don't know about prominence from back in the day. I don't even know how prominent they were because it was before my day, and I'm not even like young anymore. Do you have the dates on there? Well, I have that St. John's has only made the tournament three times in the last 20 years. So wow. there's no prominence there if they've only made it three times in the last 20 years. When were they great again? It looks like they were the last. They were Before. in the championship in 1952, <laughs> and they lost it. They were the last time they were in the final four was 1985. Okay, so Bonanza was big. <laughs> Gunsmoke was just ending. <laughs> wow. So I don't know this team as being a great team. They've always been a team that used to be great, but I don't remember them being great. So no, he ain't gonna launch them back to prominence, but he will make them. At least a team that gets a shot to be good because people will care. He will get on TV. Yeah. He will say fun stuff. He doesn't look 70 to me. But mm-hmm. he is 70 and he signed a six-year deal. My bet is he is able to fulfill like three years of that. But Rick Pitino, good for him. Yeah. He's made it all the way back around, which is freaking cool. I know, right? All right, next question. Which five seed is more likely to take down number one this Friday, Miami versus Houston or San Diego State versus Alabama? I have not been a buyer in Miami ever, and I have been wrong because here they are on the Sweet 16. I think they have a better shot at beating Houston than San Diego does Alabama, but I don't really give them much of a shot. Yeah. But I haven't given them a shot all year. Miami has only lost three times this year when scoring more than 74 points. It's kind of the, the spot they need to get to. Houston, they don't win, I guess they're 500 whenever they allow that many points. So if they can just get to that number, they got a pretty good shot because Houston not great when they allow that many points and Miami wins a bunch of games when they can get to that many points. So that's kind of the number. If they can get to 75, 
I think they got a pretty good shot to make it interesting at the end. But I would say Miami over Houston more than San Diego State over Alabama. The thing about San Diego State, though, is they have seven seniors, and tournament time, that does matter. I mean, I speak from a team that has three five-star freshmen that are prominent playing at Arkansas. How many seniors in that team? Is Devo a senior? No, he's not. And oh, then it's gosh, also he's weird. He's their leader, right? Yeah, and it's also weird with COVID years now, right? You have seniors, but then uh, you yeah. have senior seniors. Mm-hmm. They're like 25. So, excuse me? I said they're like 25 because they yeah, got an extra year. Exactly, right? yes. <laughs> yeah. So Devo is actually a junior and could play two more years if he wanted to um, at Arkansas. But the Mitchell Twins, but again, they could play another year. But we're not a senior-laden team, and sometimes like, you can see that. We make bonehead decisions. Which I should say, young decisions. I think it's bonehead if you make it when yeah. you're older. It's a young decision. It's a freshman decision if you make it when you're young. San Diego State has seven seniors and two juniors, and Alabama's very young. Alabama's so talented, though. So I think Miami has a better shot to beat Houston. San Diego State, they're an older team. That will be, if anything, what keeps them close is they if they fall quickly, far behind. Like Candlebox says, and you left me far behind. <laughs> Are they me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That maybe they can get back in the game. But it's Miami over Houston. But it's a tough, it's it's a tough deal for both of those schools. All right, next. Are you more confident in the advantage your Razorbacks have in the backcourt or nervous about the disadvantage they may have in the front court versus UConn? That, the Sonogo guy, we were talking about this before the show. He's like 6'9, but I thought he was like 250. Cause he's huge. Like wide. Like it, you can't get around him. Mm-hmm. But you said he was 270? I believe I read he was 270. I, listen, I would believe it. I think I just heard he was 250. He's a monster at 6'9". So, How do you move with that weight? Dude, they also have that 7'2 kid yeah. who, the, who's a freshman. And so they basically have two centers. What do you say he weighs I there? was wrong, two, 250. I don't believe it, though. Uh, right? I mean, they, it's like Bryce being 6'1". Oh, yeah. <laughs> That ain't, that ain't that tall playing quarterback at Alabama. We see now he's like 5'10", 5'11". So I'm not that nervous on the interior because we've, we, we'll we play dirty. We play tough and strong. And the Mitchell twins are 6'10", and 6'9". We got another guy who will just elbow you and fight you. So, you know, we'll, we'll play strong. Our guards, though, are very, except for Devo, they're very young. Anthony Black, Nick Smith who has been hurt for most of the year, hasn't really reached the potential that I think he wants or expects of himself. And we're tall and we're long. They can shoot. Yeah. You know, they they really can shoot. You know, so I don't know that I'm nervous about either one of those situations. I'm more nervous about their shooters and if we can't, because they also are really good at moving when they don't have the ball and getting way open. Lots of cuts, lots of backdoor stuff. <laughs> and so <laughs> that to me is what makes me the most nervous is can we guard the shooters that they have? See, I think your defense is so good. We're so good. We are. Our defense guys, is so good. They're going to have to just get lucky with those shots. I think that. I mean, I, when you talk about like the interior, like I feel like you depend so much on, on referees when you're, when you're like a – your scoring is all going to be inside the paint. Yeah. You draw those fouls. You can you hit free throws? That kind of thing. We can't I'm, shoot free throws. That's another. That's mm. what I'm saying. Like yeah. I think is a little worrisome. The magic number for Arkansas is 70. We talked about points earlier. It's 70 percent free throws. If we can shoot over 70 percent, dang it, that's not even. It's not good. even. It's the worst free throw shooting team I've ever seen. I think my whole life, Arkansas is usually really good at free throw shooting. We've never been bad. It's just a crop of 
guys that don't shoot well at the free throw line. It's yeah. weird. So if we can hit 70, we're in the game. That's why I beat Kansas. Yeah. We went 10 of 11 with Ricky Council. Yeah. That's what it was. So I say we a lot because I do play for the team. I just want you guys to know. Yeah, yeah I, I can tell. Yeah, 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 yeah. You go to every game. That's why we watch. Sure. Yes, thank you very much. So I think to me the matchup is can we stop their shooters? And if we can, I think we can hold a little bit. They're, they're going to get us down low a little bit, and we're going to get them in the backcourt a little bit. That we're going to drive. It's going to be we're going to collect lots of fouls. They're going to they're going to beat us up when we drive. That's what we can do. Yeah. But they got big boys for a reason, and so do we. And they're going to use it. So I'm excited. I was talking to one of my buddies today. He's like, "Do you want to go to John Mayer in Nashville on Friday night?" Because John Mayer's doing his acoustic tour. And I was like, "Man, there's like a," I said, "50% chance that I won't be back." And then I thought to myself, "Do I think it's 50-50 that we'll win the game?" Vegas doesn't. Mm-mm. I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I'm feeling pretty good. And that's crazy because you love John Mayer. People been down this. I know. I love John Mayer. <laughs> you love John Mayer. I know. But if I come back, I'll be a John Mayer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't want to come back. <laughs> no. I don't want to come back for John Mayer. Right. Here and now. No. no John Mayer. You love the Elite Eight more. I want to stay in Vegas yeah. and get, just get trashed and... <laughs> In okay. Brothel. <laughs> and wow. Wow, 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 yeah. wow, wow, wow. Okay, all right. Oh, oh, oh. I, I don't even know. <laughs> For everybody watching, that's a joke. <laughs> I don't get trashed or brothel. I don't even know where a brothel is. No, I don't. All I know is the places that, oh, this used to be a brothel like 80 years ago. All I know is when people walk, you walk by and they got the cards. Escort, escort, escort. And then I say no. One of our friends got one the one time. Oh, no. And we were all like, what's happening? Why is he doing this? Did he get robbed? Huh? No. No. He yeah. just wouldn't pay her. <laughs> he, he thought that it was uh, uh, a good thing for her. Have like, we ever said? No, no, no. Okay. We've never talked about this. Are you sure? I don't think so. Have we not? Not on anything recorded. <laughs> okay, got it. <laughs> then I'll, we'll, we'll, we'll end this then okay. and say that <laughs> okay. he, to, he told her, you're lucky to be with yeah, a guy yeah. like me. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and guess, guess what? That didn't really work. Yeah, so she left. I can see that. Yeah, she left. Yeah. All right, next up. Okay, outside of Arkansas, which game are you looking forward to the most on Thursday? Low-key, Gonzaga-UCLA. What's cool about Gonzaga Ooh, yeah, is nobody good. cares. They're a, they're a three-seed, right? Gonzaga yeah. is usually a one, maybe a two. Always the favorite. They didn't march into this tournament the favorite. As a matter of fact, they marched in kind of underwhelming. They lost a home game, which they hadn't done since... St. John's was good. 1953. <laughs> oh, those were the days. Yes. So that game to me is pretty cool. I think, though, if I had to pick a game on Thursday that I think would be the best to watch, that Michigan State-Kansas State game, it's two scrappy teams. Mm-hmm. Like Kansas State, although I believe they're a three seed. I don't have a, a, a seed sheet in front of me. Uh, Kansas State yeah. is a three seed. You know, they're a three, which means they're one of the top 12 teams in the country. But they're, they play so scrappy, and they're Kansas State, that you just don't expect them to have a good basketball team. And so you just look at them and go, look at those guys fight. Because Kansas State's not known as a great basketball program, so you just assume they're a bunch of scrappers. Michigan State, same thing. Seven seed? Yeah. Going from memory? Yeah. yeah. January, February. Same thing. Yeah. They fight. January, February. <laughs> I mean, there's something to that. Like, the, I'm telling you. I would I, hate that, though, because that means no April for Izzo. Well, no, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> but But – Watching them all season, like I could not ever place a bet on Michigan. I'm like, I don't believe in this team. Michigan State or Michigan? Michigan State, I'm yeah. sorry. I don't believe in this team. And then all of a sudden, dude, I mean, they play good. They're they're playing good in this tournament. You know, even back to Arkansas for a second, we didn't have a great season. We won 20, uh, 20 games yeah. through the SEC tournament. But Muss is good in tournament play. Muss, I mean, he's taking us to two straight Elite Eights. That would be a 
tough sled this year for sure. But, I mean, there are certain coaches that definitely have a knack for getting that team ready and also in-game coaching, which is vital tournament time. In-game coaching, in-game changes, and not always just at halftime. Like, you got to make those moves. The fact that some of these coaches will pull their star players and go like, you know what, you're not you're not in it this game. We got to go with somebody else in the tournament. That's a big deal. Big deal mm-hmm. that they can't really do in the middle of the season because they want to risk the person being butt hurt all year yeah. or for many games. Which now they're like do or die, so they have to. So it's fun to see the the, the coaches that are real in game winners without knowing the result of last of the last game. Like, who would you have thought would be a bigger challenge for Arkansas, Kansas or UConn? Well, Kansas just because they won the national championship last year. They have probably a top three overall player in Jalen, you know, a period in all of college basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dick is an awesome freshman. Yeah, Grady Dick. So, uh, Kansas for sure. They were also a one seed. But UConn just didn't play well in the middle of the season. Like, they right. came out hot. Yep. They had a lull. But they're really freaking good. Yeah, they've gotten yeah. a lot better they're in the last really month. Really freaking good. Yeah. But I would have said all. That's what, that's what I'm, I'm saying. A pessimist. That's what I'm saying, dude. Like you, we, we, we beat Kansas. Like <laughs> right, I know. Arkansas <laughs> beat Kansas. You're right. Like this should the, the be difference, feeling real though, good. The difference though is that Kansas had a day to get ready for Arkansas because you're talking about an eight and a nine, yeah. a pretty evenly matched Arkansas versus Illinois team, both extremely athletic teams, not really known for their shooting. It was like playing a bad version of ourselves. We didn't get the good version of Illinois that night. Maybe we stopped the good version from coming out. But Kansas had a day to kind of get ready for us. And I'm sure they had some assistants doing a little bit of research ahead of time to give to the coach. But they had a day. Yeah. They had a day to talk to the team about it, for the team to know who the players were. Because the team, they're not, they're not the team focusing on Arkansas or Illinois. They got to go out and win their first game against the 16 seed. Yeah. The difference is UConn has had all week. Yeah, four days, man. So... I like that UConn had to fly farther. Maybe they're a little more jet lagged. You know? yeah, yeah, I look yeah, for any yeah, little yeah, edge. Yeah. I'm like, that's, that's a long, a 30, ride. 32 minute longer flight. <laughs> they're probably 32 minute tired. For sure. But I do think it's different now, us beating Kansas, than it, I think it'll be a bigger hill to climb to beat UConn after they've had a week to get ready. All right, Kevin. Going to the NBA, the Bucks, Celtics, and Sixers all, are all within three games of first place in home court. Which team do you think needs it the most? <sighs> I mean, the Bucks at home are unstoppable, where I think they're almost 30 and 7, 29 and 7, something like that when I was looking at it. Um, they're all pretty good road teams. The Celtics, not quite as good on the road. But if I think somebody that needs it the most, probably the 76ers, just because the Celtics are kind of bred to win now. They had a really good postseason run last. To get mm-hmm. to the finals. Oh, they're always in it. And Tatum is a top five player now. Mm-hmm. And I think I feel that way after watching him last postseason. I don't think I would have, even with NBA Sunday Ticket, which is not what it's called, but it's no, what no. I feel about Elite it. Yeah. yeah, I call it NBA Sunday right. Ticket. <laughs> Tatum is a top five player. Joel Embiid is a top two or three player. Harden dribbles a lot. That's all. He yeah. just dribbles a lot. Yeah. He, Giannis... I'm going to just go the 76ers because the Bucs have won at the Celtics. The 76ers haven't gotten there. And if they flame out, one of those teams can't get to the Eastern Conference Finals, mm-hmm. much less the championship. And I think the 76ers will be who flame out. And I think then all crap starts to break loose. I think Harden goes to Houston. I think Doc Rivers reevaluates. 
you watch the Doc Rivers on Netflix? No, yet? I haven't seen it's that yet. It's, I think it's a bunch of coaches, but I just watched Doc and turned it yeah. off. Yeah, I'm still gonna do Full Swing first. Need to finish that. Oh, and then full Swing's I'll, awesome. I'll go to that. Who do you think, Kevin? I'm gonna go with the Sixers. I, I think they need it more. Yeah, I agree. Just because, like you said, the Bucks have been there, done that. Celtics did it last year. I think they can go on the road. But the Sixers have they've been so good for five years now with Embiid and multitude of teams, whether it's Harden and teams before. Or Simmons when he was there. Yeah, Simmons. Before he sucked real bad, just like kind of bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I think they needed the most to get that crowd on their back more than any other team. I think they feel the most pressure, too. Yeah, that too. Because, again, if they don't win, why aren't you winning? You have everything. We've given you everything. And you're still not winning. Mm-hmm. So I think they feel the most pressure. I think they need it the most. All right, one more. NFL here. Do you think the Ravens and Lamar Jackson's relationship is unrepairable now? It seems like they don't like each other right now. Lamar Jackson apparently is reaching out to other. He's going, hey, let me talk to other teams. Other teams can't talk to him. He is a restricted. Non-exclusive. Non-exclusive franchise tag, which means other teams can say, hey, we'll give you this much money. And if the Ravens don't match, they can pay him that much money. But they also have to give two first-round picks to the Ravens. Okay. So he has the ability to talk to other teams. And he's going, he'd like to talk to other teams now that just came out. Yep. But it's a contract negotiation. That's the only, I don't think it is unrepairable. It's a contract negotiation. Do you know how many times I've been in a contract negotiation in my life? Lots. And I've been like, I'm done with this place. But really, I'm like, I'm done with this place, parentheses. No, I'm not. I hope I scare you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But there's just tactics constantly in negotiations. And so, I mean, I'm in a contract negotiation now, but I mean it this time. <laughs> For real. This time, <laughs> yeah. I'm serious. This time, I'm serious. Other times, I'm just kind of dicking around. <laughs> this time, I'm serious. But the only thing that, Keeps me from going, well, he's not going to be a Raven, is the fact that it is, it's a negotiation and anything can be said in negotiation to make anybody feel a certain way. So, do I think he'll be a Raven? Yeah, not as much as I used to. I used to go 90%. I think if I had to put a percentage on it, 65% he'll be a Raven. What would you put it on? I was just about to say 65. I still think he'll be a Raven. You can't lose a franchise quarterback. They're so hard to get and find and keep. That, and he's one of the best if he's not hurt. And I don't even know that he was hurt last year. I don't know that he was or wasn't. But it's like if I'm in the middle of some crap and I'm half hurt and then my contract's coming up, I got to make a business decision. Scotty Pippen, man. Scotty Pippen. That's tough. Puff, he, Pippen got so underpaid. It makes me feel sad for him. I know. I know. It did. But but he did the same thing. You know, he was like, I'm injured. Uh, are you really injured? Yes. I can't even play. I'm not even going to play the rest of the season until we fix this. But he wasn't the face of the franchise no. like Jordan. He was the, he was the second face. Yeah. I think he'll end up with the Ravens. I think it's repairable. But for the first time, I'm not for sure that he's going to be a Raven. It's fun, isn't it? I love it. I love drama. <laughs> if it ain't me, I love it. That is the Tittle Tattle. Stupidest name ever. It's the Tittle Tattle with the biggest tournament in college basketball is underway, and the action just getting started on DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any pregame money line bet and score $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. I'll say it again. $5 on any bet, pregame money line that's basically just picking the winner before the game starts. $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Combine multiple bets for a bigger shot and a bigger payoff. DraftKings will feature parlays and odds boost all tournament long. So be sure to check the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day to see what they have in store. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with the code Bobby Sports right now. New customers can bet $5 on any pregame money line bet and get $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. 
Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code BOBBYSPORTS21 and up in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Gambling problem, 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. See show notes for full details. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I am going to pull off my hat now. Uh I want to see this. It's nothing. It's just drier now. Do you know it's ready? Can you tell it's ready? Um, it's still a little, little That's damp, little damp, but okay. it ain't, it ain't screaming wet, you know. Hey, I got a question for you. I'm ready. We were talking about the college eligibility earlier. I was thinking, so like, if I didn't play, if I didn't go to college, and I'm 44 years old, can I like go yes. to college and play like, yes. today? As long as you haven't taken money for the sport. Nah, I'm good. In Arkansas, we had a guy named Alex Diller, 27 years old, shot threes at the gym. Wow. Why yeah. are there not more like because when 35 you're o- year olds? Because when you're old. Why do you think? Let me ask you the question. Yeah, Why aren't there more 35-year-olds playing college basketball? Okay, 32-year-olds. And all the, you know, sometimes in football, you'll see like a 41-year-old guy's made the team on a D3, <laughs> and it's a huge news story. That's what I'm talking about. Yes. You can go try out. I mean, NBA players, they're 28, 29, you know, like, but say some guy like got his girl pregnant and he had to work and he never went to college, but he's so good. He's been staying ready. Yeah, then, then he can go play. To, but but I, in basketball, you don't see that. Because there aren't people that have the athletic ability or can maintain that athletic ability at that level for that long. When you get older, especially if you're not sharpening it all the time, yeah, all the time, 
Yeah, sharpen that freaking knife on the blade and then wet the blade. Yeah, we need then to make wet a, the sharpener. We need to make a TV show where about we, where we find this dude. Redemption? Or he's at the he's at the auto shop. Like, <laughs> like man, I've been balling every day, dude. I go to Y, I go to the Y, I dominate. I work out every day and everything. How old but, are you, dude? 29. All right, let's go. We're get we're getting you to Michigan State. And the thing is, if he hasn't run as college eligibility, he could do that. That'd be amazing. But it just tells it just shows you how many times that doesn't yeah, happen because yeah. I think that would happen all the time if people were like, yeah. oh, oh, sun's up, I'm 47, feeling pretty good today. <laughs> it's not just waking up. Think I'll go try out for the Michigan State. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's not the deal. All right. But that is a good question. Yes, thank you. You, you can play. If you <laughs> haven't accepted money as a pro for what you're doing, you haven't used up your college eligibility, you can go and play the sport. You guys were talking about that. I started thinking, like, it'd be amazing. Why don't you give it a shot? No, yeah. I already went to college. If you had to, one collegiate sport. Uh-huh. And we made you go try out for one. And you had to try out seriously. Mm. Any collegiate sport. Golf. Okay. <laughs> but that's, that's a cop-out. I wouldn't make it. That is a cop-out. Yeah. Give what us a real mean? answer. You gave me one collegiate okay, I'm gonna sport. Okay, I'm going to say one that's not golf. Oh. It's mostly one that you don't play all the time. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, let's go. I mean, I'll go football. Let's just try okay. it. Okay. You're going to die. Let's just try football. You're going to walk up and be like, i like to... Next. <laughs> Get out of your. You kid. don't even get to finish what you're saying to the person at the desk. <laughs> I like to try out for the next. <laughs> What's yours? Thank you, sir. I mean, you've been training. <sighs> tennis? Hey, you tennis? no, terrible. I'd be terrible. Wouldn't be football. I'd die. Baseball, maybe. Oh. Maybe that's probably the best. I don't want to go Uncle Rico, but <laughs> you're about to. If I don't, if you don't mind. <laughs> I mean, my senior year, all conference, hey, all you, region. What year, was, what year was that, man? Didn't matter. I would. St. John's just won the national championship. <laughs> the year. Uh, I was all conference defensive player of the year, like the one. So probably baseball. I'd still be terrible, but probably baseball. Have you thrown a baseball recently? Nah. Yeah. But it's, I'm not gonna go try out. So all I need is about a week, and I'll be head up. Put lug nuts on. I don't even put lug nuts on anything, but I, I would when I made the decision. I gotta make them. It's like Aaron Rodgers goes into the dark hole. I'm gonna put some lug nuts on and make up my mind here if I'm gonna go to college and play baseball. All right. Uh, Aaron Torres coming up in a second from Fox Sports and the Aaron Torres podcast, and we'll talk to him. Um, Kevin Klug is here, by the way. Yeah. Who is? Hey. He's Eddie and I's trainer, and he's also a former college football player. Kevin, why don't thirty or thirty-five year olds go play college football right now? It is funny when you guys were talking about that. I played college football myself at Minnesota State. We had a probably a 40-year-old guy try to walk on, and uh, you could tell he was drinking beer probably weekly. He comes in with a beer belly, <laughs> thinking he can play, rolling up, scratching his belly. <laughs> I mean, the dude does a 10-yard sprint. He's, you know, hands on the knees, about to vomit. But, I mean, yeah, I think Bobby hit on it. When you don't train fast-twitch muscles, you lose them immediately. So if you're not sharpening that knife, Forget it. Like you're you're done. Like these, we we call it young blood. Like these young guys who can recover quick, and you know they got the fast switch muscles. They live, breed. Like you know they train it every day, so it's easy for those young guys to show that old guy who drinks beer what's up. Can you imagine a guy running one sprint? <laughs> what, like was this a bet? Why did you do this? I mean, this beer guy was probably a bet. I, I, I don't know. He was he was dead serious about it, but I'm like, man, like he, he wasn't even close. <laughs> like. It was he, kind of embarrassing to be at the university, to be truthful. You he know, just, probably was awesome back in the day, or thought he like had a brief, brief awesomeness at something, 
And in his heart the whole time, I'm, I can't wait to try out. I'm going to get back out there. I'm gonna get, and he kept putting it off. And then his wife's like, go try out. Stop talking about it. Go, I will. Okay, you will? And he's like, God dang it, now I got to go try out. <laughs> it's one of those fights you get into where you say something, you don't really mean it, and then you got to go do it. Uh, Kevin also went to the Arkansas game with us when we won the whole thing. Well, that, that round yeah, in, yeah, yeah. in Iowa. It's pretty cool, huh? I'll say this. I'm a football guy at heart, and uh, I don't watch many in-game basketball uh, events. That was probably the best in-game experience I've uh, witnessed in a long time. It was it was fun. I like to see the, the college basketball playing defense versus the NBA. I think I don't know what your guys' opinion on NBA defense, but... A lot of isolation. Yeah. yeah. A, lot of is- a lot of one-on-one, a lot of isolation, a lot of yeah. like, that ain't even, ain't even trying. Like, there are certain guys that don't even try, yeah. and they're known yeah. as guys who don't even try. Does he play defense? No. Can he shoot? Yeah. How good? Well, real good. Okay. Well, he's good. We'll take hey, it. Hey, when Kansas shot that long, like, three-point shot. Oh, is that a, it was stupid. The stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah. One second left <laughs> with the shot clock from the logo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Big yeah. McDonald's archer. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that was crazy. I was like, we just shut him down. Big possession. Bam, boom. Oh, my God. He didn't even hit the rim. It was, it was so am- stupid. And it's it's not like, you know, the, the half-court shots where you, like, put everything into it. It was a straight-up great form, mm-hmm. perfect shot. Yeah, it was stupid. I hated um, it. At that moment, I thought Kansas was going to win. When that happened, I'm like, the, the ball's going their way. They're going to win. Wow. Hey, how do you feel about Eddie getting on the workout train last month and a half or so? I love it. Uh, some people would call Eddie Virgin Clay when you step in. Just because you know, that mean? Virgin I don't, Clay. I don't want to be Virgin Clay, man. <laughs> well, my point is, you're pretty green coming in. Uh, I appreciate your enthusiasm of wanting to learn. And uh, the gym can be intimidating. I thought you came in. With both feet, not tiptoeing, and you uh, wanted to learn, and you know the first day you died, but you came back the second day and just kept building. <laughs> you didn't and think I was coming back the second day. I told uh, Bobby that I said I can't believe Eddie's been sticking it out the way he has, but he comes with a smile on his face, and that's the only thing you need is that attitude and knocking them dead every How day. How quick though does that smile go away? Like dude, pretty quick. And then, I mean, you know, we get angry at him. Yeah, oh, yeah for sure. Because <laughs> he's like a friend, but then when it starts, you're like. Hey, you're our friend. Why are you being mean? <laughs> you're being mean to me. Yes. It hurts. It sucks. <laughs> and we tried a little tactics to stall, and that doesn't happen. Yeah. I think he's seen it all at this point, right? <laughs> Country club over. <laughs> yes. It's like, uh, why Put are you? Put the tea away. You, <laughs> you, you went to Arkansas with me. Why are you being so mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Eddie's been killing it. He shows, I even asked me sometimes, like, hey, we're working out today? And I'm like, okay, yeah. let's go. So now I even go, hey, we're working out this time. Most, most times, except for... Game one of the NCAA tournament, we were getting a workout in. I was like, yeah. Eddie, you should come work out. And he goes, oh, I've had two beers. Yeah, I was already two beers in. <laughs> I left the bar at that point. I, could, I risked throwing it all up. You know, we don't, we don't like, want that. We don't want that. We don't want that. Okay, let's get to some stories here. First of all, Tony Mitchell, defensive back at Alabama, was suspended. He drove 141 miles an hour. Mm. They got him. That's real fast. I have no interest. Aside from him playing at Alabama, I have no interest in going that fast. I don't even want to go. Have that you fast ever in, gone that fast in an airplane? Yeah, and even know. then, I'm like, slow down. <laughs> and like, take off. He goes, oh, I don't like it. No, that's too fast. That's too fast. Suspended Alabama defensive back Tony Mitchell was driving 141 miles per hour as he attempted to flee police in Florida last week before being arrested. That's somebody who doesn't make great decisions, though, too. Mm. Like, aside from the, the, the bad decision of going that fast, it's the worst decision of, I'm going to try to get away from the cops. And maybe he got that fast while running from the cops, but the cops weren't going after him because he was doing 65. And you've said before that if you had to get away, you could probably outsmart the cops. I don't know what scenario you were talking about, but you said that, yeah, you were smart enough to outsmart the cops if you were put in that situation. This is what I said. I'm pretty sure that's how I'm going to tell you what I said. Don't at me. (laughs) I said, if you gave me a 10-minute head start, 
Nobody would catch me. Listen I'd, to that, Kevin. I'd be out of there. Uh, tomorrow. Wait, wait, Wednesday. Next <laughs> week. Tomorrow. Next week. We got to do it. But you give Mind me a 10-minute head start, you will never find me again. <laughs> That's not true, especially during a, like a, for a law enforcement like whole squad. I'm telling you, you Actually, give me 10 minutes, I'm gone. You will not find me. Helicopters, I'm not, everything. I'm not saying that I'm running. I'm not just driving away. But you Dude, don't... For sure, you're gonna be the guy on cops who like just goes in a garbage can. Like they're gonna find you. <laughs> you know that uh, TikTok sound? They're gonna know. They're not gonna. They're gonna know. How would they know? It's me walking around with glasses and a mustache. Oh, has anyone seen Bobby Bones? <laughs> they're gonna know. I do think if you gave me ten minutes, I could get away, and you'd not find me. Okay. And if I got, and if I was able to stay hidden for what five days or like missing? Yeah, you have to have a limit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five days. I think if it's a prize, I think I would win the prize. I bet whatever. Wow. It's yeah, amazing. But I didn't just say what you said. That's pretty that, much that what I, I said. No, you said I could just get in a car and the cops are behind me and get away. <laughs> That's <laughs> way different. Minutes I'm just saying start. if I had an advantage, like somebody on the run, I think I also have the skills to be in the woods for a day Bones, and a half or so. There are people that escape prison for weeks. They're idiots. They have a week, two-week head start and they get caught. But they're idiots. I just need five days for the prize money. Okay. My money's on Bobby. Yeah, I think I could do it. What are you talking about? Sorry, Eddie. Ten it. minutes. <laughs> uh, it's a so, long time. That's funny. Uh, the, the reason this really became a story is Nick Saban at the at the podium and he goes up and he's talking and he's like hey there's no such thing as wrong place at the wrong time okay and I agree and he said this because Nate Oates said ah oh man yeah wrong place at the wrong time Mm -hmm. Brandon Miller yeah so if you don't think Saban was saying that on purpose because Saban does everything for a reason he rarely catch Saban saying anything he really goes back and goes ah, I didn't mean to say it like that he doesn't mm-hmm. you know it's not really a style so two things we learned one no need to drive 141 miles an hour sure even if you're evading police two I could evade the crap out of some police for five days <laughs> with a 10 minute start 10 minutes that's all you need give me 10 minutes I'm out the door uh, Lamar Jackson we talked about him a little bit ago but his representative but by the way it's not his agent because he's his own agent but I told you guys I think too much has been made about him being his own agent I thought and, his mom was his agent okay Okay. Even then, I'm telling you, he has to have lawyers to read contracts. Even though he doesn't have a quote-unquote agent at CAA, at insert massive agency here, he still he still has people that are working for him to make sure he gets the best deal. Yeah, He's not just out there free-balling it, going, hey, come on up. I bid Dairy Queen today from noon to one. Give me your offers. I'm fixing them in the kitchen. Yeah, that's, all that, that's just not the deal. Okay. I think that's how it's presented because it's uh, it's a glossier story. It's fun. Oh, look at this guy representing himself, rooting for him. But Jackson and the Ravens basically got a stalemate, a representative for the former league MVP. I don't know if it's his mom or not. They just said representative. Has been contacting teams going, hey, let's do this. Come on. You guys have had the opportunity to like make an offer. We want to come there. And now he's saying that he doesn't have to have a fully guaranteed contract. It's different than what we've heard because we've heard he wanted a fully guaranteed contract because Deshaun Watson got one, which really set a bad precedent for, for everybody. Mm-hmm. Those Browns owners are just idiots. I get it. They wanted to land their quarterback, but they, that's going to go down as one of the dumbest moves ever. Yeah. So Lamar Jackson, looking at some stats here, 2022, 12 games, 17 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. And remember, for a while early in the season, he was like MVP. Like, he was playing really well. I remember talking about it here. He's just killing it. So, he only played 12 games. 2021, 12 games. Again, that's it. So, you're looking at 
17 games, missing five, playing 12, basically 68, 70% of the games the last two years. Now, his MVP season, he played 15 games, 36 touchdowns, six interceptions. So he's not ever playing a full season without getting hurt. And I think that's what everybody wonders about him. Is he going to be able to stay healthy? And until this year, I would say he stayed generally pretty healthy, but two years in a row of missing five games, that's not someone I can just go, yeah, he's actually pretty healthy. After the second year of that, you kind of yeah. have to drop the, oh, no, you're kind of wrong about that. He's pretty healthy. Two, that's 10 games in two years. So one more season of that, he's missed a whole season. Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be tough, but it is so hard to get a franchise quarterback. Is Huntley still the backup there? Yeah, I think so. I think mm-hmm. he'll go in the season as the starter if they don't have Lamar. Right. And he played pretty well. He'd probably be the guy that – I don't know what they would do. If Lamar left, I'm sure they'd have a great number one this year or they'd be able to use whatever number one plus something else and move up, grab one of those guys if they can. But you're looking at, let's just go from the top. Carolina, probably going to get C.J. Stroud mm-hmm. if you look at the Vegas odds. And I usually do for stuff like that. Texans, mm-hmm. probably going to get Bryce Young. The Colts, Colts. probably going to get Anthony Richardson or uh, Levis. Wow. I don't know who. I, this Anthony Richardson thing is like crazy to me. And they get, listen, they watch a lot more tape. They interview him. I watched him play like five games. <laughs> yeah. And I watched him game one and two. It's like, here he is, Heisman, Heisman. Uh-huh. And then just suck. Yeah. But he does have all the tools. He's a, he's a linebacker looking dude. He just doesn't have experience, which can be a good thing and a bad thing. You can go, well, he's not good because he hasn't had that many snaps, but look how great he can be. Or you can go, yeah, he's had some snaps, and those snaps sucked. But I do kind of trust the teams who are looking at all this. And sometimes you have to take a flyer on a, on a player because quarterbacks are so hard to get. It's so hard to get a franchise quarterback. And it's so hard to get a franchise quarterback if you play them early for them to actually have moderate success. It's going to be hard to come in as a rookie and be really good. To have moderate success and be able to roll that over. Sometimes they get scarred. They get so beat up their first year, or they're in just a bad franchise that they're always going to be bad. Even though if they'd have been with a better team, better organization, they may have been a lot better quarterback. So if I'm the Ravens, I figure out the deal and try to make it work. He doesn't want guaranteed money, apparently. I think he did. I think now he's having to walk back a little bit. OBJ's doing the same thing. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. 
At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Iona reaches a five-year deal. We talked about Patino. Come on, baby. Let's go. And we talked about this on the show earlier this week, where Tobin Anderson is going on over. Going on over, going on over, over. move over. Oh, coach, Tobin Anderson's coming in. Honestly thought Purdue would fire their coach and hire Tobin. I don't think so. (laughs) That would have been the move. You're all over the Tobin He won it. That would have been the move. He won the coaching job? (laughs) Yeah, hey, one game. All right, we're coaching to the death. Whoever wins gets the job (laughs) at Purdue. See you, Painter. Yeah, so Fairly Dickinson, which I'm going to tell you what, I've never said that team's name in my life till this year. No. It sounds like a character in Huck Finn. Like, fairly, fairly Dickinson. Dickinson. Mm. It's Fairly and Huck here. <laughs> so I don't know anything about Fairly Dickinson, but he is now the coach at Iona. And I said I did not think he'd get a big Power Six job, but he'd probably move up. And I think that counts, right? That's a big oh, step. Yeah. yeah, that's a step. It's a step. You know, I don't know that right. big Iona guy either, to be honest a with you. Step in the right direction. After just one year, too. You've never said Fairly Dickson ever, but you've Is said it Dixon Iona. Or Dickinson? Dickinson. Oh, I don't know. Oh, okay, I thought I was wrong. You <laughs> still don't even know. I literally thought I was wrong. It's the first time I've ever said yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So when you that's how much I've not said it. I was like, oh, I've been saying it wrong the whole time. Dickinson. But so, you've said Iona. You know Iona. Only, only because Patino went there. Really? Not before then? Really? I mean, I'm sure I've said it, but why would I care about Iona or remember Iona? Oh, you know how I know them through like early, those tournaments that they have, the Maui Invitationals, and that's where I know them from. So he was hired at FDU last May, one year there. He went 209-62 and 62 in nine seasons at a Division II school. He took FDU from 4-22 and 22 to a 21-win team this last season. Now, I would want to know more, and I'm sure they did more research. The players that he has, was he? Did he go get them? Did he pull them all in himself? Did he have a whole new system? Yeah. Was he using the coach before? It's going to be hard pressed to make me believe that the coach who went four and twenty-two had a bunch of good players waiting though. They just decided to roll over with a new coach. So I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and go. That's awesome. And he has a win two hundred nine and sixty-two. He has a winning record, a, a substantial winning record at Division Two. I'm rooting for him. Me too. I'm rooting for I him. wish he'd have been like a PE coach before that, though, so we could really make the Disney movie happen. Yeah. Well, it said, I, was, I was doing a little deep dive on him. It said that in, in uh, college, he played for Wesleyan University. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know where that is. I know some people that went there. Do you really? Why do I know that school, too? Where is, is it? That's the one in Connecticut, right? I don't know. I have no idea. Do you know but, where Wesleyan but, is, Kluge? No. I don't either. <laughs> but he still ranks there as the 11th all-time in career score, scoring as a player. Did they only have 11 players to score? <laughs> <or what>? Maybe. <laughs> so Tobin was a baller. Good for him. Yeah, Connecticut. I mean, he, he was famous because, well, they won. But when they won their conference tournament in the locker room going, 
we basically we want Purdue. That was it. We can beat Purdue. That was it. On camera. With the camera right there by him. He wasn't saying it into the camera. It wasn't like the office where he looks and goes, huh, yeah, we want Purdue. <laughs> He's not Dwight Schrute doing the documentary, but he did say it and loud. And then they freaking beat Purdue. Amazing. Which cost me $256. Yeah. Yeah. How much did you lose last year, Kevin, when you bought Purdue in our little league? I think it was, uh, I probably put 300 total. So oh. I think and oh. the, I think 180 oh, okay. on Purdue. 180 on Purdue. Did you make any money last year? Like 60 bucks. <laughs> So, but did you make money? So you lost two forty. I think I lost two forty. I didn't do well either because Kentucky yeah. got beat early, and I spent a bunch of money on them. That's tough. This year, I have Arkansas left. I have Texas, which I'm counting on, mm-hmm. and then I have Michigan State, which I think they they're not the favorite, but I think they can beat Kansas State. Yeah. So Odell Beckham says, and we mentioned this earlier. Odell Beckham says he is not seeking twenty million dollars annually. I think he was. <laughs> yeah, he sure was. I think he was. So just looking back, 2019, 74 catches for 1,000 yards, four touchdowns. 2020, with the Browns, only played seven games. And was that the year him and Baker got into it? And he would put up the video of Baker like not throwing him the ball. Because then he ended up going over to the Rams. It was, I, I, was, I think it was 21. Was that 21? Yeah. Okay. So 21 is the year that they, he put up the video, Baker, like, missing him wide open? Because <laughs> yeah, in 2020... Uh, was yeah, he hurt with no, the ACL? That, that, yeah, okay. Because yeah, yeah. he had two, two ACL uh-huh. injuries. Yeah. And so... Yeah, and you can't give somebody with two ACL injuries. Oh, let's go to our guy here, Kevin, who knows more about this than yeah, I do. Yeah, come on, Kevin. Kevin, anybody that's had two ACL injuries in three years, if they want, I don't know, $500. I, what, is Odell 30 years old? Uh, he's pr- yeah, yeah, he's probably thirty. Just turned thirty. Yeah, we, we've seen with history, you can recover from one ACL, but when you start getting on the same, is it the same knee with Odell? That's I don't know, but oh, I feel like if it's not though, he just weaky ACL. Yeah, <laughs> you know that from your they're, dog. They're, yeah, he get, we tear one, you tear them both. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to think of what a fair uh, number I would give Odell. I'd probably give him at his age like four million. Well, that's why he's not playing for you. Is it better? Right. Is it yeah. better if you rip both of them or? Good question. That's, I mean, good question because I mean, really, I think uh, I, I don't know the answer to that. As the do- only know. doctor in the room, I'll yeah. say yeah. no. It's not. <laughs> yeah, it's just not good to rip anything. Yeah. You're a doctor of letters. Yeah, but yeah. The, the, one of the A C L are three letters. <laughs> oh, that's true. Good yes, point. Good so point. I am me. a doctor of letters, A C and L, <laughs> and so I'm going to say it ain't good to rip it. So what do you got there? It looks like you tore the same one. Yeesh. What does that say to you? I wouldn't touch him. I just wouldn't. Like you know, and a lot of teams aren't. But he wants $20 million and he wanted it all guaranteed. Well, that didn't work. Remember, he's trying to latch onto a team for the playoffs last year. The Cowboys is a big room. Oh, yeah, too. I know. I, you worked out with him, I think. But here's the thing. like, Yeah, you don't touch him, but what, what are you worried about? He's going to get hurt again or he's not going to be as fast? Both. So yeah. just kind of like... Well, that's why I wouldn't guarantee him the money. I, if, let's say he wants $20 million. Okay, we're going to make you feel good. We, we're going to do a Daniel Jones type deal. We're going to give you a two-year deal and we're going to guarantee you in this two years... $14 million. But if you are able to play 16 games or you're able to get 65 receptions, we're going to incentivize that you can actually make $20 million each year. So your agent can go out and go, hey, he's got 20 million bucks a year. Mm-hmm. Like Daniel Jones' agent, 40 million bucks a year. That ain't really what happened. So that's the deal. I'd probably give him 12. I mean, I'm not giving him crap. I can give him right, this, is, this is what you yeah. would I'd probably give him 12 guaranteed. Gar- I'd probably give him 12 guaranteed. So about, I'd give him 20 million guaranteed over two years. And so with that, you can even cut on the second year if you're like, well, this just isn't good. 
I don't think he's going to really do a one-year deal. No. He could if they offer him a bunch of if it's a bunch guaranteed mm-hmm. for that one-year deal. But I would just incentivize the crap out of it and make it if. Or you could do a second year where it's a one-year team option deal for year two. And if he makes it all, if he plays 15, 16 games, you pick up the option and he gets all that 20 million year two. But year one is 12 million with 8 million in incentives. And if you can hit all those incentives or hit most of them, yeah. games played, receptions, it rolls over to year two and you get your 20 million. That's, I would probably do something like that. I feel like I want to make a bet with Bobby. I don't want to make a bet about OD, uh, OBJ or ACL, even though I'm a doctor <laughs> of letters. <laughs> o- over under 12 million, what does he get? Guaranteed. I'm going to go under for sure. I'm going to go over just because I'll be contrarian here to you, but I think it's about that. I probably wouldn't bet in real life, but I'm going to go over. I'm going to go, yeah, I'm going to go over just because I don't think he goes back. I think it'll be embarrassing for him if he doesn't need the money to go back and take $9 million a year. Oh, yeah, that would be embarrassing. Because I don't see him as a guy who's just dying to get back on the field for yeah. the sake of getting back on the field. But I don't know. Mm. I don't know. I only hung out with him never, you know? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Just a reminder, 25 Whistles presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the DraftKings app and use the code Bobby Sports to get in on the action. Here is your 25 Whistles parlay. This is how you're going to have more smiles than frowns. If you're a little smile short, you can't pay rent because smiles didn't, didn't come in as much <laughs> this month. Let's catch, let's catch some smiles. Let's get your line in the water. All about it. We Hold hit on. it. I'm, we hit, lo- I'm logged in. We hit it last week. I told you. Here are the three games. Boom, boom, boom. Smiles for everybody. Come on. Kevin, we can't say money. Can't so we say, say money? No, we can't say money. So I, say can't guarantee, I can't guarantee. So I, so I say stuff like more smiles than frowns. Got it. Yeah. I was trying to catch up yeah, on that. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's inner lingo. Uh, here you go. Here's the parlay. Texas money line. You can count those smiles already. Although, Xavier's been playing pretty good. And that spread ain't that big. It's minus four. Texas minus four. Yeah. I'm taking Texas money line. Take that to the smile bank. And be like, I'd like to put in the smile, please. Okay. That's one. Depo- Two. Okay. What do you, what do you say, Kevin? No, I was going to say, de- deposit that one. Go ahead and deposit. Even though you don't have it yet, deposit it. <laughs> Number two, Alabama money line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seven point favorite of San Diego State. I think I was going to just push that and go Alabama minus seven, but I got four money lines here. I didn't want to break it up. I'm OCD about things looking the same. I need them to be. Like, it looks like a structure when I look list them all here. Alabama money line. Tennessee money line over FAU. Love that game. I love the minus 5.5. Maybe I bet that to the side. But I'm putting that money line in the old pocket, and I'm taking that pocket to the smile bank. And finally, and this is the one. Oh, boy. This is the one that I really had to focus on. We heading to Vegas for this one? I'm going to Vegas. Not, maybe not for this one. I'm going to Vegas. I'm betting it. <laughs> I'm betting on DraftKings right now. Michigan State money line. Oh. They're a seven seed. That's right. Michigan State money line versus Kansas State. H to the Izzo. H to the Izzo. S to the Mizzo. Smiles. Four of them. If you bet all four money lines. Which that's, I'm, that's plus three, 356 for me. Type in 20. Just see 20, what it, yeah. $20 will give you 91. Oh, sounds so good. Smiles. 35 smiles. Yeah. Well, you can't convert dollars to smiles. Well, so, you know, just, just however you want to interpret. What if, what if you do 100? Oh, hold on a second. 100 Dang. smiles. Let me do 100 smiles. Oh, if you get 100 smiles, you will get 456.75 smiles. That's what I did. I like the 0.75. It's like a crooked smile. I like a little <laughs> smile. That 100 is a big smile. Yeah, get that Get the 100. <laughs> hey, Mike, have we broken any rules yet? We're good so far. Good, okay. good, 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 good. Smile bank. Even yes. with the points not breaking Mike's just over rules. there like, oh, don't yeah, say Yeah, he's it. monitoring every... It. So we don't go to gambling jail. 
Uh, if you want to take 25 whistles parlay, you can check out DraftKings Sportsbook. New users, use the code Bobby Sports when you download the app. 21 and up, most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. See show notes for full details. Okay, quickly before we get to Aaron Torres, just say it. Just say it. Okay. Michigan State minus two versus Kansas State. I got Michigan State minus two. Eddie? Kansas State. Kansas State. Ooh, you're taking the points. Mm-hmm. Hey, little boobies need extra points. <laughs> I've never, I have not believed in Michigan State. They Can- just proved me wrong. He's every Let's put time. Kevin on the spot here too. Kevin, Michigan State minus two or Kansas State plus two? Kansas State. Oh, man. Ooh. I'm in the minority. Hey, and are. I'm a Big Ten guy. I'm in the minority. Arkansas plus three and a half or UConn minus three and a half. Let's go. You're faking it because you need UConn to win for your uh, bracket. Easy, so you're easy, faking but it. that doesn't mean I can't and take Arkansas three and a half. You should hear what he's saying when you're not around or yeah. we're not doing this podcast. <laughs> Tell me. I'm just Tell saying. me what he's what saying. Am I saying. He's in the hallways and Eddie's like, no, I, I got to fake it here. Man. He's like, let's I gotta, go I Huskies. I heard him. That's why he's wearing <laughs> so much, so many hats. Yeah, Arkansas hats. Eddie, go. Yeah, Arkansas three and a half. With three and a half and points? I'd, li- I'd like to hit it right there in that middle. So, well, why, why is that? You know, just Arkansas it. plus three and a half. You want to hit it? Arkansas lose by one or two? Well, I'm saying... <laughs> That's a douche thing to do. <laughs> I'm just saying. You won't even win your bracket for sure if UConn wins the game. I'll get really close but to it. But it doesn't matter. You won't win for sure, and you're still... And we know rooting makes a difference. After that, Alabama will be the only team I need to win it all. Okay. That's it. You're, and then we're smiling all the way to the bank. You're a jerk. Kevin. I'm all about aboard the must bus. Mm-hmm. Arkansas. You're taking the points, money line, what? I want the win. Yeah, money line. I want them, yeah, money line. Money line. I want you to go to the, all the games, oh, enjoy let's keep it. Going. Oh, I want to hear the stories, everything. Yeah, you don't go. have a bracket? Yeah, I do, but it's. I, I want him to experience. Thank you. He cares about me <laughs> more win. than he does his bracket. More than I do my bracket. So Thank you. <laughs> Kevin, Arkansas plus three and a half or UConn minus three and a half? I'm the black sheep. I'm going to actually go UConn. Okay, get out of here. Yeah. Uh, Reed, show him how to wow, get out of here. Wow, wow, wow. Uh, t- he goes to an Arkansas game. He talks about greatest in game experience ever. <laughs> yeah, the spread was even bigger. Yeah. And then gonna, all of a sudden. Can I give you a quick tidbit why? I think uh, Arkansas's youth is going to catch up. I could be a little wrong on that. I think uh, decision making and. Uh, I felt like they got a little sloppy. They get, still got the W, but we'll see. That's one thing he's right about. We will see. Yeah, we will, <laughs> we will see. <laughs> Florida Atlantic versus Tennessee. Tennessee oh. minus five and a half. I'm rolling old Rocket Top, Rocket Top, Tennessee. Minus five minus and a half? five and a half, yeah. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, Kevin? Yeah. Kevin? Bama. Bama's not in the game. No, Florida Wait, Atlantic. Florida, Florida Atlantic. Atlantic and who? Tennessee. 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 Oh, got it. Sorry, UT. Are your headphones hooked up? Yeah, they are. <laughs> That's what you get. We sent him a different feed because he didn't pick our... He was rude about it, so we sent him a different show. He's listening to that. Uh, you got Tennessee minus five? Yeah, I'll okay. take UT. Uh, Gonzaga versus UCLA. Oh! UCLA, UCLA oh. minus two. This is a big one. I'm going to go Gonzaga with two points. I do. I'm gonna, I am. I'm going to go Gonzaga. I just think they're just a sleeping, sleeping little giant. Nobody's given any sort of look at... They're good. Timmy, you talk about somebody with experience. 50-year-old Timmy. Timmy retires. Like, not just from basketball. He gets to retire with pension yeah, as soon as his senior year is over. for him, yeah. man. Kevin? I have UCLA winning, but Gonzaga covering. I just need to know who you're betting. So Gonzaga plus two. Got it. So you have UCLA winning by one. Yeah. <laughs> the road ends here for Gonzaga. I got UCLA minus two. Kevin? Zags. Okay. Uh, Friday, wow. quickly. San Diego State versus Alabama. Alabama seven point favorite. You either get the seven or give the seven. Kevin, kick off Kevin. San Diego State to cover. Wow. They're gonna lose, but they'll cover. Eddie. Roll tied. Bama by like probably eleven or twelve. Kevin Kluke. Bama. Yeah, Bama by seven too. I'd probably even flirt that line up to like I eight, would, or eight or nine. I would too. Totally. Just because I'm feeling cocky. Yeah. yeah. 
Miami and Houston. Houston minus seven or Miami plus seven. This is a tough one for me. Of, of yeah. them all, I and listen, I'll probably miss a bunch of them, but this one to me feels the weirdest to just pick one. Go ahead, Kevin. Miami plus seven. Eddie? Yeah, I think Houston wins, but I'm going to go Miami plus seven. I'm going to go Miami plus seven too. Yeah. Kevin? I have all my smiles on Houston, so I'm going to go Houston. You, they they got to win by eight. He bought them. I have all oh, my smiles on Houston. Oh, so you're going Houston so go, minus seven. Oh, 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 okay. okay. Uh, Princeton versus Creighton. Creighton's a 10-point favorite. Yeah, that's a lot. I'm a Creighton. The road ends here for Princeton. Yeah, they're going to get beat by a lot. Creighton. Yeah, Creighton minus 10. I think it's going to be pretty ugly. Yeah. 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 Although, Princeton has looked real good. And my buddy that goes to Princeton sent me a video of him shooting in a gym, going, listen, 25 whistles. Here, you guys hating on Princeton. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> I was. It wasn't you guys. mostly me. Oh, <laughs> That's funny. He's like Princeton. He's all, my buddy's awesome, and he goes and he was a really good basketball player in high school, and he goes to the Duke. He went to the Duke camp where you go and you play. Oh turn, yeah, 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 yeah. You so talked about that. He goes and shoots like hundreds of balls every day now, just to get ready for it. Are you gonna do that? I'm not gonna do it because I don't think I can do it. Okay. I I, I would get there and embarrass myself and everybody else. No, you don't know that. I do. Okay. I played enough basketball to know. Okay. <laughs> I can be competitive and I can be the fourth guy. And I can play good defense. I can hustle. That's all you're going to get from me at this point. Yeah. Otherwise, I'd be like, oh, yeah, you know what? I'm going to try out. Finally, Xavier in Texas. Texas minus four. Eddie. I'm going to go Xavier plus four. Eddie told us not to bet Xavier in our suicide league. Oh, by the way, we got to set that today. We're all together. Yes, we did. We can do that at the end. I think we already did, didn't we? We have. For this we, week, we did. Thursday. We did for Thursday. We need we'll, Friday. We'll check it. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Uh, Xavier. No, ta- Xavier plus four. Kevin Kluge. Texas. Yeah, Texas minus four. All right, there you go. Uh, we're gonna go to Aaron Torres. Do 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 do. Aaron Torres works Fox Sports Radio. Aaron Torres. Aaron Torres podcast. Uh, we talk about it. He really breaks it down for us. Here he is, Aaron Torres. Aaron, what's up, buddy? Bobby, what's going on, man? How you doing? Hey, doing pretty good. Before we get started here, you guys can follow Aaron on Instagram at Aaron Torres Pod from Fox Sports Radio, the Aaron Torres Podcast, writing for The Atlantic. Aaron's on with us. First question, Aaron, is UConn. How much of a beast are they, and how badly will they just destroy Arkansas? Uh, I mean, listen, I, I, I wouldn't say that... Um I wouldn't say that, you know, first of all, nobody destroys Coach Musk in the tournament. He's unbelievable. Um, and I, I know how, you know, how much you love Arkansas. No, 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 listen, listen. This is a really good UConn team. Um, what I would say is, you know, this is like, look, this is a really good UConn team. They, you know, I, I am a UConn alum, but in the preseason, you know, not preseason, but the early out-of-conference portion of play, they just destroyed everybody. I mean, they took care of business. They beat Alabama by double digits. They beat Iowa State. They beat Michigan State, who's obviously the Sweet 16. And then they hit, you know, a little bit of a tough patch when league play starts. And I think sometimes, you know, league play, people know you. You know, they had a tough early start to the schedule. They had to play at Xavier right away. Xavier's obviously a Sweet 16 team, Marquette, et cetera. But they've played really well probably the last five or six weeks. And so I think this is a matchup between two elite coaches. There's elite talent on both sides of the floor. I'll just tell you straight up, I, I actually think this might be – I actually think that the two games in the West might be the two best games that we have all weekend. Also referring to UCLA-Gonzaga. Yes. You have UCLA that, you know, weeks ago – you know, arguably their best player, and not offensively, but defensively, he, he was a beast. He, he, he's injured, he's out for the season, but it looks like they really haven't missed a beat. Uh, how are you feeling about this matchup? I, I just think it's really fascinating, you know what I mean? Obviously, as somebody who loves this sport, um, you know, sometimes I'm, I'm man enough to admit when I have no idea uh, what how a game's going to go. You know, I mean, 
What's interesting about UCLA, as you just said, Bobby, you know, a really key player to what they do and what, what put them in position to have a two seed to begin with um, is out for the year and has been out since the Pac-12 tournament. Well, they go to the Pac-12 tournament. They probably should have beaten Arizona to win the Pac-12 tournament. And then, really, I don't want to say they cruised into the Sweet 16 because they did struggle with Northwestern a little bit on Saturday. That's a really good team. But at the same time, you know, this this Gonzaga team, you know, it's, it's, it's Gonzaga so fascinating because it's one of those deals where it's like, you know, they don't really have any pressure on them for the first time in forever. Nobody expects them to do much damage in this tournament. So, that's one where I'll be honest. Actually, it's a lot like the Arkansas UConn game too. Like I have no great feel for how these games are going to go down. I'm just excited to consume. I'm excited to watch it. You know what I'm curious about because I know you wrote the one and done, which was the look at John Calipari in the 2010 Kentucky Wildcat team. Just knowing Calipari, at least about what he does and how he does it, probably a little more than I do. Even though you know I'm a massive college basketball fan and have you know UK friends and fans in my life. John Calipari, Kentucky, is that running its course at this point? It's such a great, you know, it's, it's the question everybody in college basketball is asking. And, you know, I, I think there's a few things. There's one, first of all, the, it's, it's a tournament-based sport, right? And so, you know, I'm somebody personally that's been critical of a Matt Painter at Purdue. I've been critical of a Rick Barnes at Tennessee. So I have to be critical of John Calipari as the highest-paid coach in college basketball. Uh, it's now since 2019 that he has not made the second weekend, and obviously 2015 now, so that's eight full years since he's made a Final Four as the highest-paid coach in the sport. You know, at the same time, I, I do think that narrative is probably a little bit unfair because in 2020 he had a team good enough to win the national championship. Obviously there's no tournament. Last year, he has Kentucky as a two-seed, so it's not as though they were a colossal failure, but they had a colossal letdown in the NCAA tournament. And then this year, you know, listen, we can pick apart what happened on Sunday against Kansas State. They had the lead with under four minutes to go and couldn't hold on. And so, you know, this is what makes the tournament great. It's one and done. You go home. And I don't think you can deny that the results are not what they are expected to be not just because it's Kentucky, but because it's Kentucky with a prominent coach who has proven the ability to do this before. But then on the flip side, again, you're paid $8 million. This is a results-driven business. You know, if you want to coach for free and hand out orange slices at halftime, you can go do that and get a lot less money, and the results don't matter as much. So it's one of those. I actually understand both sides of the Kentucky fan base, those who have said it has definitively run its course, it's time to start over, and those that have said, those that remember, by the way, Bobby, and I know you remember as well, what was it like before Calipari, missing the NCAA tournament, NIT's early exits. Uh, it can be worse, but I also understand those that expect it to be better, if that makes sense. I was watching Calipari do a press conference. He's talking about the recruiting class coming in, which is amazing, probably number one. Uh, two seven-footers could start next year. But it feels like this is what is said every single year, where they continue <laughs> to have a top two, top number one class and they're like yeah it didn't work out this year but boy do we got it loaded up for next year doesn't it feel like it's the same thing every single year you know i have a a buddy in sports media and i hope he's not a competitor of yours because i'm going to drop his name and and i hope doesn't ruffle any feathers but colin cowherd's a friend of mine and for years he has called john calipari john caliponzi and basically the argument is it's this ponzi scheme of you know the fans get mad, but then you sell them, wait till next year when we get this recruiting class in, wait till next year. And it's just this never ending cycle. And I think what Calipari has proven is as long as he is there, uh, he's going to have a team that's good enough to win it. And so again, 
you know, you go back to, you know, like, like let's just say hypothetically there was a way for Kentucky to force him out, and there isn't right now with this contract. Somebody would hire him, and he would go there, and next year they would have a team that's good enough to win the national championship. And so it's just this incredible kind of push-pull of, you know, if you're Kentucky, like I think in the perfect world, Kentucky in the next two or three years, they go on one more great run, maybe with that recruiting class that you just referenced, Bobby. Um, and Calipari realizes it's the end and he retires. Now, I think Calipari is too stubborn to do that, to be perfectly honest. But, you know, that's what you would hope happens if you're a Kentucky fan. But I don't see it happening. And so, again, whether it's you force him out, whether it's the under, it's just, it's a very complicated, like, like, I guess the best way I could put it, Bobby, is it's a very complicated, very complicated situation. And there's no, like, I think in society now, we want a black, white, yes, no, this is this, this is that. And it's kind of a fluid thing, right? There's no definitive, he's definitively past his prime, he's got to go. It's no definitively he's at the top of his game. It's somewhere in that gray area, which makes it fascinating. But yes, to your point, Bobby, and I think it's a great one, is the idea that I, I, I do think it has come to a point where Kentucky fans are tired of hearing about how great the recruiting class is. They want to see the actual results deep into March on the actual basketball court. I was watching a Nick Saban press conference yesterday, and you know they had a player that mm. kind of booted off the team for a little bit. He was going like 150 miles an hour or whatever. And Nick Saban said on the, from the podium, there's no such thing as wrong, play, wrong place, wrong time. You know, Referring to... Brandon Miller, who plays for the Alabama basketball team, and that's what Nate Oates said about Brandon Miller. Ah, he's at the wrong place at the wrong time. I mean, Saban, right down the hall, guy working over there, is like, there's no such thing as wrong place at the wrong time. <laughs> like, we actually, you know, our guys, they have a, a, a potential they have to live up to, and if they Standard, don't. Yeah. So, when he says that, I mean, do you think that Nate Oates and this program are feeling any more pressure right now this deep in the tournament, or are they just doing their thing and they'll deal with it when it's over? You know, first off, if you believe the Alabama spin, it was a total coincidence that Nick Saban, in a pre-prepared statement, I think this is the part that, you know, nobody's talking about, is this wasn't he was asked about the situation at a press conference and he kind of off the top of his head. He had a pre-prepared statement to lead the press conference. And then, oh, by the way, Nick Saban is one of the great coaches I've ever seen at using the media to deliver a message. So I am with you. Alabama can tell us whatever they want. I do not believe in any way, shape, or form that it was coincidental that he used that exact term. But I bring it up to say, you know, on the court, Bobby, I got to be honest, I I thought it would impact them by now, but it hasn't seemed to impact them, all the -the off-the-court distractions. I will say... Um, you know, they're going to have, although the, the region by numbers and by seating doesn't look great on paper, that San Diego State team they're going to play is a real team that uh, tomorrow night or Friday night, excuse me, they're great defensively. And I think that's going to be one of the tougher matchups that Alabama has. And then even if they survive that, I do think Creighton, which was a preseason top 10 team, could give them fits as well. So, you know, I think, again, it's, it's kind of a fluid situation where, putting aside what clearly happened in that Tuscaloosa community and putting aside the conversation of whether this kid should be playing at all, Alabama has decided they are playing him. I think they've actually done a pretty good job on the court of blocking out the noise, but you wonder as the stage gets bigger, as more media shows up, uh, all of those things, you do wonder if at some point it does start to affect them on the court. i got two final things to ask you here. I want to talk about Tennessee for a second. I've for years talked about Rick Barnes when he was at Texas and then at Tennessee. he's going to let you down at some point. That has just kind of been his calling card. I think he's a great coach. I think he's a really good dude, but known for choking. 
And so here they are, Sweet 16, playing a team they should beat, Florida Atlantic. Or if you listen to this afterward, if they win, uh, you know they'll be playing the winner of the Kansas State-Michigan State game. But Rick Barnes this season, has that looked a bit different than Rick Barnes any other season? And are you expecting one of these Barnes collapses? It's really funny. You know, in all of my coverage of, of all of this, I have not once said, talked about, you know, an advantageous path for Tennessee or anything like that. Because I'm enough of a historian to know that, you know, Tennessee basketball is probably going to let you down at some point. Um, and so I bring all this up to just say, you know, when I look at the situation with Tennessee, I'll say this, and, and I've been pretty consistent with this even before this run. I think there have been plenty of years where the, the criticism of Rick Barnes is justified. This year, they have dealt with a ton of injuries. Their best players have been in and out of the lineup all year. And I, I don't want to say it's been like an elite coaching job that we're going to be talking about 50 years from now. We're going to be telling our grandkids about or anything. But like, I, I do think there is something to the fact that um, I think he's done a good job in this particular season, given the obstacles that they've had to overcome. Now, with that said, you lose to Florida Atlantic on, you know, tomorrow night. None of it will matter. None of it will matter, and none of it will be remembered, and nobody will care about injuries. It's Florida Atlantic. You're Tennessee. You're from the SEC. They're from Conference USA. This is a game you're supposed to win. So, again, Bobby, I'll be honest. I feel like I'm just giving you, you know, two-sided answers. Nothing is a definitive yes or no hot take. Like, I think he's done a good job. I don't think – I think he's done a good job this year, all things considered. I don't think any of it will matter or any of it will be remembered if you lose a Sweet 16 game to Florida Atlantic tomorrow night. I agree with that. Final is Princeton, a 15 seed. I guess Creighton's tough. I think Creighton's probably a little underseeded with how good they have been, especially in the tournament. They've looked good. They're a 10 point favorite over Princeton. In any way, Princeton pulls this out? Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I think there's definitely a way um, because they've been two good teams to get here. And I, I think the Missouri game to me was even more telling because Arizona had been kind of up and down all year. They played, you know, they played up to their competition against the league teams, down to the competition when they were playing teams that they thought were inferior. Uh, but the Missouri game, Missouri was, you know, you're an SEC guy, was pretty consistent all year long. And so I just bring it up because I thought that that performance was actually maybe a little bit more impressive than, um, you know, than, than, than the other one. But I, bring, I also do think there is something to the adage that in general, you know, when a team has four or five days to prepare for you, you know, you're not going to sneak up on them like in the first round. You don't have a short turnaround like in the second round. When you have those four or five days where the coach can say, hey, you just saw what they did to Arizona. You saw what they did to Missouri. They'll do it to you if you're not ready. I tend to think Craig will come out and take care of business tomorrow. But then again, you can use the analogy from last year with St. Peter's. You know, Purdue had a week to prepare for him, and St. Peter's still beat him to go to an Elite Eight. So um, I'm fascinated. This is another one that I'm super intrigued by, but I do think the road for Princeton probably ends tomorrow night or Friday night. The host of the Aaron Torres podcast, the host on Fox Sports Radio uh, every Saturday night. And last, last, last question uh, Arkansas and UConn. No, no, UConn minus three and a half. Go ahead. Who do you got? I'm telling you. I, I don't know how I feel about this game because the thing is, they play such similar styles. They just they want to bully you. They want to beat you up. They're both super big, super athletic, um, you know, and they both have real deficiencies too. Arkansas doesn't shoot the ball well. I think UConn has, has good shooting, but sometimes the point guard play is a little bit iffy, and they have this wing named Andre Jackson who's really talented, but he goes through offensive struggles. And so, you know, 
I, I, don't, know, I don't know what to say. Bet really your money. I mean, fictional $100. You have a fictional $100. Who are you betting it on? UConn minus three and a half? Or are you taking Arkansas on the points? Right. I mean, either way, I'm screwed. Because you either hate me or my <laughs> hates me. So, it's like, I will say, I've known Coach Mustetti back to the Nevada days. I think he might be the best tournament coach going. You give him four days to prepare. I'll tell you what. I will take Arkansas plus the points and leave it very vague who I'm picking to win this game. How does that sound, bud? Doesn't sound very vague, but I like it. All right, there he is. You guys follow him on Instagram, at Aaron Torres Pod, the Aaron Torres Podcast. And again, he's a host on Fox Sports Radio. Aaron, thank you for your time, buddy. Hope you're good. No, thank you. Enjoy the game tomorrow. I wish I could be there. I'm, I, I should be, but I can't be. So. All right, buddy. See you later. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure... It kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, thanks to Aaron. Appreciate that. Final thoughts. Let's go over to Eddie. Eddie, your final thought Man, this so week. The Cowboys picked up Ronald uh, Jones. Jones Jr., which is like, man, I don't know how to feel about that. I kind of wanted a, you know, a big goal line back, and and when I saw it come down, I was just a little like, huh. It's almost like, do you remember that image of when the Giants drafted Daniel Jones and they go to the fans and they're just like, huh, like what? <laughs> That's how I felt. Like not sad or mad, no, just no. a little confused. Like really? Why do you think? Why, like, why do you think that signing is weird? I just, I wanted someone with a little more promise. Someone that's had like a good year in the last couple of years. Like, Ronald, I don't know what he's been doing. Who was he with? 
Well, he got released by Tampa last year or traded to the Chiefs. You go to the Chiefs? I didn't see him play at all yeah, for the but Chiefs. Didn't even, but you're right. That's, you didn't see him play at all. Yeah, so I don't know. That's just kind of how I feel about they it. They also could draft Bijan, right? Don't don't forget sure. that that might be their play, too. Is Ooh, to, that could be cool. So he, they're just getting him as an insurance policy. Okay. So that could be the deal. Just like that, you made me feel better. Thank you. But I'm not saying that for sure. I'm just saying they could be waiting. <laughs> but now that I know that that's an option, okay, you make me feel better. Uh, kick off, Kevin. Go ahead. Mine is going to be the World Baseball Classic. I don't know if you guys watched any of it. I watched a few games, and that final game, I watched the entire thing. Japan, U.S., came down to the last at-bat. Mike Trout, Trout. for Shohei. Yeah. Wow. It was awesome. And I wasn't even mad that U.S. lost because the game was so great. I wasn't the crowd either. Was great. That's it a was great really? point. You it guys don't awesome. like the U.S.? Or I do. I love the U.S., but I felt like... It's weird. I just... That, that, it didn't seem like a real... T- I'm going to be honest with you. The World Baseball Classic... <laughs> It's like a video like game. American Legion ball, right? Right. You know, <laughs> there's is. no reason for me to get into it, but I did enjoy. But yeah, I was feeling the same. I was like, I'm just appreciative of a good game. Yeah, it was cool. Did do they it. do the clock and all that? No. Okay. No. No. And they're making other little clock changes now to make sure that they don't take advantage because you make a new rule, everybody's gonna find ways to cheat the rule. Sure. So they just sent a memo going, here's some other little changes. And wow. Yeah. Um. Well, my final thoughts was gonna be about us three being on a team in the suicide pool, and Eddie, every pick that he gives us is okay. wrong. It was twice. <laughs> It was two picks. But we were picking our teams. We're like, okay, we got to pick one of the remaining teams left. And so I was like, I like Xavier. And Eddie, I, I said this last time. Eddie's like, oh, I don't like Xavier. Yeah, don't and if we like all Xavier. don't agree, we move on. And I'm like, okay, well, that was my first pick. And Eddie goes, I think we should go with Baylor. And I'm like, I don't, I don't think it's Baylor. And then Baylor loses. So Xavier wins and Baylor loses. Uh-huh. I think my other one was Marquette. And th- that's right, Marquette! Yep. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. lost too! They yep. sure did. So here are our suicide picks for this week. I think we're all going to agree on this one without even a lot of trouble. discussion. That's trouble, though. You think? If we all agree immediately, that's like when Vegas goes, 87% for that team always loses. I know. So here's who we have left. Tennessee, Michigan State, and UCLA. Kansas State, Arkansas, and Florida Atlantic. And we have to pick one of those teams to win. If they win, we stay alive. We have picked Tennessee. Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And we're feel- still feeling good about that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bones? Yeah, I think it's the option. Of those. And it leaves us with, if we win, it leaves us with UCLA, which they're going to play the UConn and Arkansas winner. Yeah. And it leaves us with Michigan State or Kansas State. One of them will move through as well. So that leaves us another team. I like that. We kind of need Arkansas to win in this. So should we just mm-hmm. go? Hey, let's, should we just go for it? I, 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 no, 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 no. I'm not saying go for it here. Joking. I'm saying you are like, I'm Mr. Yukon. Well, <laughs> but I'm saying we in this, I know you have your bracket, but yeah. in this, there's like $100,000 up here. Yeah, I know. I can get a minivan with we this. We kind of need Arkansas to win here because it, it, UConn will be eliminated. But if they lose, a lot of these teams are going to be gone. Yeah. Right. Like people that are we're playing against. Yeah. So, Eddie, it's up to you. Whoever you want to win, whoever you root for in your heart is going to be who wins. I mean, I did say last time against Kansas, I was like, dude, should we just go Arkansas? And you're like, Eddie's drunk. No, I wasn't drunk. Not at that point. We didn't need to go Arkansas. And you were drunk. No, I wasn't. Because immediately if we dropped 10, you'd be texting us. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so here we go. I'm going to, let's do uh, the next day okay, I got together. And then I will tell you how many people was left. Um, our options are Creighton, Bama, Houston, and Texas. Also Xavier, Miami, Florida, and Princeton. Got everyone left. Now we're gonna take Princeton off the table, Miami off the table, Xavier off the table, and with that, we're taking Texas off the table too because we'll just take the winner of that game in the next week if we survive. Yeah, I like it. That leaves Creighton, who's a ten-point favorite, right? Thumbs at Princeton, up. Bama or Houston? Not Bama, not yet. Okay, so we're gonna go Creighton. Yep. So so or Houston. 
I mean, I feel I feel like just for conversation, I feel like Houston could be a good pick. I think they're going to roll over Miami, and and then what's their next matchup Texas. after that? Yeah, see, I think Texas could beat them. I, I think Texas will beat them. So I, this is our only chance but to use Creighton, Houston. If Creighton wins this, they play the San Diego State. Uh, same thing with Creighton, though. Yeah, they're going to play. I think we go with the Creighton's game we feel safest. best about. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I like it. Yeah. So we'll go Creighton. Eddie just always wants no, to no, just no, talk no. it out. I do want to talk like it out. Like in our group chat. But you make us just... dumber. Yeah. No, it's not true. That's not true. And, and also, too, like through text, it sounds like I'm arguing with you guys where I'm really just like, hey, what do you guys think? No, 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 no arguing. Houston? You're like, I think we should go with Marquette. No, no, no I didn't That's say not I said, any sort of miscommunication. No. <laughs> you said, who, are, who do you like? And I said, I like Marquette. And I said, I don't. In that tone, too, like, I like Marquette. No, that was not the tone. <laughs> then he got a little pissy with us. <laughs> All right, so we're going Creighton. <laughs> Let's go. Okay, do we want to know how many people are left in this thing? Yes. Mm-hmm. Dude, this is some big money, Kevin. Yeah, minivan money. So, here we go. It started off with 1,500 people. There are 186 left. Oh, my goodness. And you don't think this is going to go down to the final four? Well, yeah, it'll probably. Yeah, I think it will. Dude, it might go down to the championship. Possibly. And if you don't have any teams left, But my point survive. is, I think if anybody gets to that, they'll, they'll go, we'll, Let's chop, we'll chop it, it up. If I chop it up, I won't get the minivan. Yeah, well, if you st- I can put money down on the minivan, but man, the minivan. We're not like, holding out for you to get a freaking minivan. I'm just saying, man. How much is a minivan? 40 grand. So that would mean we'd need 120 grand yeah. for us to win for you to get that minivan. That ain't happening. Yeah, man. <laughs> get that you minivan. In the minivan just won't be fully loaded. <laughs> hey, Kevin, what'd you think about hanging out for the show? I was about to say, I appreciate you having me. Uh, awesome. I love it. Love talking sports and uh, being with you guys. Thanks for having me. In order, though, would you rather be with us or talk sports? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, talk sports. Yeah, you guys pretty lame. I felt oh, that. Wow, wow. By the way, Kevin has Klug Fitness. It's not Klug Fitness. No, Klug. Appreciate that. Klug. German. That, German. In the back of the truck, it says hashtag let's get Klugged. What is it? Hashtag let's get Klugged up. Klugged. You've been Klugged. Oh, yeah. yeah. Kind of dirty, huh? You've been Klugged. I was what? driving behind him and I'm like, What's that why mean? is it dirty? I didn't think it was dirty at all. Like, you've been get your head clued. out of the gutter. You've been clued? No, yeah. it's like, you've been clued. Okay. Like, you got slime. Like today, you know? Right? I, oh, I get Remember clued that? every day. <laughs> that sounds dirty. Now, that <laughs> yeah. sounds dirty. Yeah. That sounds dirty. Pervert. Yes, yeah, so you guys follow us at 25 Whistles. Uh, big shout out to Paul Jr., if he's listening now, our Princeton friend. I like Princeton. You know, I, school, I'm man. still kind of a hater because I'm just jealous. <laughs> but I don't even know if he'll get to this part of the podcast, but if you do, send a message on over, buddy. All right, that's it, you guys. We'll see you next week. Hey, Mike, blow us. All right, there he is. What's up? Blow us? The whistle. Blow yeah, us out. You just got clued. Perv. Hey, we just got clued. <laughs> you nasty. <laughs> All right, I'll see you. We'll see you guys next week. Theme song written by me, Bobby Bones, and performed by Brandon Ray. Follow Brandon on socials at Brandon Ray Music. He's awesome. Thanks to our crew, our co-host, Coleman Crawley at Sharp Shot Select. Our segment producer at Kickoff Kevin. Our video producer at Producer Eddie. Our executive producer at Mike Distro. All co-hosts, all producers, all lovely gentlemen. Most importantly, thank you for listening. I'm Bobby Bones. Talk to you next week. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right. 